Welcome to the Mill Housing Nation podcast, where we bring you stories from real military spouses who have been in your shoes. From new spouses to veteran spouses, you'll get tips, tricks, and actionable steps that can help you along your military life journey. Now, here's Ashley Peebles. Welcome, everyone, to the Mill Housing Nation podcast. My name is Ashley Peebles, and as always, I'm super excited that you guys have joined us today, whether you're watching this on YouTube or on one of our Facebook pages or whether you're listening on your podcast. We are super excited to have you here today, and I am very excited because I got one of my very, very favorite people in the world here. Michelle Crumley is here. She is with Caliber Caliber Home Loans. I love her. I love her wisdom. I love her knowledge. I really just love her as a person. And I'm so <laughs> glad anytime I get to spend with her. But today, I really think that it's going to benefit a lot of you. You know, with everything that's happened over the last year, whether it's, you know, COVID-19 or whether it's crazy PCSs, whether it's you don't know where you're going to go next, or maybe your spouse is going to go before you. There are a lot of people that are looking at what life outside the military looks like, (laughs) whether it's (laughs) retirement is coming up quickly. And I do think that it comes up so fast when you get close or whether it's someone that maybe over the last year, you've just decided that there is a job outside the military that just speaks to you and it is more your home. So there, you know, you're looking to separate. That is what Michelle is here to talk to all of us about today is how to make sure if you are looking to get out that you know what's next. So that's our title today. Michelle came up with it about 16 seconds ago. Getting out. What's next? I was like, oh, that's good. We're going to use that. So Michelle, welcome. I'm so glad to have you here today. Oh, gosh. As always, it is always wonderful. Wonderful to be here, Ashley. Thank you. All right, so we're talking about getting out. So that includes people that are looking to separate, maybe before retirement or getting out at retirement. So just tell me right now, if someone's looking to separate, they're looking to get out, what are the things that they should be thinking about when it comes to buying a home, you know, settling down in their forever place or maybe not forever place? What should they be looking for right off the bat? Well, you know, I love this question and I get it so much when I'm talking to individuals. They're like, okay, hey, you know what? We just found out we're retiring or my husband's decided that or my wife's decided she's getting out. Um, We want to buy a house. Okay, that's awesome. But you're going to want to have some of those conversations a little sooner rather than later because there is a lot of nuances that occur um, when you start having that conversation. Right. So your bank account doesn't really change just because you get out of the military, right? What, what you had in the bank the day before and what you had in the bank the day after is is the same, unless the stock market completely crashes or completely skyrockets. There's that. Um, and the same thing with your debts, right? The, the bills that you had, the debts that you had the day before you retired are the same the day after you retired. It's not like they mis- magically disappeared or quadrupled. But what does change immediately is your income. And what a lot of people don't realize is that the income that you are making, let's say you're, you know, an E7, nine years or 12 years in, um, and you've got, you know, BAAs, BAH, BAS, and, you know, your base pay, and maybe, maybe you've got some jump pay, maybe you've got some dive pay, and you've got all this money, right? If you get on a monthly basis, right? And the next day you're out. That's no longer your income. 
So when you go to buy a house, when you go to get pre-approved and you look to see what you can afford, the money you're making in the service, when we know you're getting out, isn't the money that you can use to qualify because we don't know what you're going to be making yet. Okay. So then it's having some of those discussions about what can you use. So what you're saying, let me just make sure that I understand it so that everyone else does. So what you're saying is you could know that you're going to be making money and you know that you're going to get a job making, you know, 80 or or $100,000 a year. You know that you can afford this payment, but if it is not on paper and it is not official, it does not count, right? So, yes. So what we can do, so if you're getting out, yeah. so the first part is you're getting you're, let's say you're retiring, right? If you're retiring, we know that you're going to have retirement guaranteed, right? You've been your 20 years, you are guaranteed retirement. We know the calculations, the math, your retirement income can be used. It's going to start and it's going to continue. No problem. Perfect. You, whether you are retiring or you have, you're separating, you go through your, um, your medical rating, you get a medical rating that's greater than, you know, that's 10% or greater, greater than zero. You've got money that's coming in every month for VA disability. Right. It's going to continue forever. We can use that. Okay. So those two incomes can be used out of the gate. No questions asked. Okay. Okay. But then the, if you need additional income, if you can't afford what you want on just those two, or you're not getting one or either of those. Then we have to look at where your income is going to come from. So if you have a job lined up and if you have an offer, so you've got an offer that says, we're, we want you to start on November 1st and we're going to pay you $100,000 a year. Yeah. That's great. And we can even start the pre-approval process and tell you, show you what it would look like. And then we can even start the loan. Okay. Based on that offer, but we're not going to be able to close until you've shown up for work at least that first day. Okay. Oh, that is great information that I didn't know. That is great information that I guarantee someone listening right now didn't know either. All right. So you and I were speaking of another scenario. Let's say someone is going to get out of the military. They are very, very employable. You know, when you're separating from the military, everyone loves a military man or a woman getting out. You know that they are reliable. You know they're dependable. You know they're going to show up to work. They've got integrity. But what if they want to start their own business? They want to be self-employed. Maybe they are a 1099 employee. How does that work, Michelle? So that brings in all kinds of other opportunities for conversations. (laughs) So when you are a W-2 employee, right, and you are salaried or you are hourly and you're guaranteed so many hours, we know what you're going to make. Right. But depending on the type of income and the type of employment, it may be income that can't be used until it's a lot more seasoned. Mm-hmm. So taking your 1099, right? So you've got somebody that's a 1099 employee. Um, maybe they're an independent contractor, or maybe they've started an LLC or a, um, a, a, a gotten incorporated, whatever, but they're, they are self-employed. Well, there is no history to see whether you're going to be successful or not. 
And the vast majority of self of new businesses, self-employed businesses don't make it. Um, unfortunately, the, the, the statistics aren't in your favor. Um, so what occurs is there has to be a history to see how you do before that can be counted. And really that is two years. So if you're self-employed, ideally we want to see two full years worth of tax returns, personal and your business returns to see what you're averaging, right? Because one year, maybe you make you make it the first year, barely scratching by, but the second year you're on your way up or you come out of the gate swinging and that second year you're, you're it falls. Right. So it, a lot of questions have to be asked. But if you, if you get out and you start a new business, that income very likely is not usable for at least two years, at least for sure, no doubt about it, one year, um, very rarely. Most of the time, it's going to be a two-year history. Okay. We'll be right back after this message. Hey, Mill Housing Nation listeners. I'm Lindsay Litton, the co-founder of Mill Housing Network and fellow military spouse. And today, we're briefly interrupting this episode to bring you this month's marketing update, courtesy of Caliber Home Loan. And today's update is brought to you by my friend, veteran, and advocate for military families, Brian Burgess. Brian, what's happening in the VA business this month? Well, Lindsay, I'm not a fortune teller, but I will tell you uh, for all the folks watching this that if you are working on a refinance right now um, for your property that you live in, my suggestion would be just due to market volatility, the new administration, housing policies that will be coming out, and the Fed. If you are happy with the rates that are being offered to you now, I will go ahead and lock in and take it. Um, just because it's not worth the headache or the stress to float is a term used in the lending industry to just not lock in um, and ride the waves of the market. I wouldn't trust it. Um, I would just, if you're happy, go with it, lock in, close the deal and move on. That would be my, my marketing update for this month. Well, thank you, Brian. I appreciate your insights on that. And if you have questions on where to start the home buying process, I encourage you to download our Things I Wish I Would Have Known Before Buying a Home Planner. The planner literally walks you through the entire process. And we've got a special link for you in the show notes. And now back to the show. We're back on Mill Housing Nation podcast. I've got a follow-on question. And this includes the spouse income. So let's say they're moving, they've got the retirement income, they've got their VA disability income. The spouse is going to continue working, but if they change jobs, so let's say the spouse, we change jobs all the time. As yes, we do. You and I know that. Does that affect anything? Does the spouse need to be at the new job two years if they're W-2? So if, yep, so let's say they're at their current job and especially in this day and age where remote work is even a lot more um, smiled upon than it used to be. So let's say I work with ABC company and I am in Virginia and I'm moving to California and ABC says, you can keep working with us. You can, you can do your job in California. You don't have to be in Virginia. And especially if it's W-2, no issue. Um, if there's some commission, um, then we might have to talk about what that commission is going to look like if you're having to start something new. 
right. in California that you don't have a history of. But if you are transferring within your job and you're going someplace else doing the same job, in most cases, that's easily movable. Right. If I have to leave my job, same thing for me. I have to have an offer or get to the new location and start a job, show up before that income can be used. And then again, that type of income can be questionable about whether it can be used or not. Okay. That's perfect. You're always so good. You make my day. Okay. What else? So I know that you, you told me earlier that you go to Fort Bragg like once a month and you get to talk to people about this and talk about their VA benefits. What are other things that you're you're seeing? Maybe what are the other questions that you're getting asked there? What are the other things that you're seeing surrounding this space that maybe our listeners or our community should know? Oh my gosh. Um, well, and I, I did. I got to do two seminars last week in Fort Bragg and I'm headed down to Eglin Air Force Base next month to do the same thing. And it is so much fun. And the questions, right? It, it, it's, I get up there and I, the first question I ask everybody is, have you ever used your VA loan? And I would say these guys are retiring or they've been in a while. They're not, you know, you're, you're really new guys. So most of them have their hands up. And then I get to ask them again. Okay. So how many of you used your VA loan twice? And maybe half of those keep their hands up. And then I, okay. So how many of you used it three or more times? And I haven't had anyone yet raise their hands. And then I asked them, have you ever had two loan, two VA loans at the same time? And that's when I get the, huh? You can't do that. And about that time. I could raise my hand for all of those, Michelle. I, I would be so excited to be there and be like, I'm the winner. I've used it three times and at the same time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Keep going. Exactly. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> And so I start that way and I said, okay, for all of you out there, you know, you guys all have the basics of the VA loan. I'm, 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 I got that sense. I said, but I guarantee that if you stick with me for the next 30 minutes, and I promise I'll make it interesting, um, that you will walk out knowing something about the VA loan that you didn't. Right. And when we do start talking about like having two VA loans at the same time, it's like people start paying attention, right? It's like, oh, maybe I don't know everything. Um, we talk a lot about entitlement and how that works. Um, we talk a lot about the new Blue Water Law, um, Blue Water Act that went in place last January, that as long as you have full entitlement available, there isn't a max loan amount that VA holds you to. So today, if I wanted, it, in, in the past, if I was held to the VA max loan limit in Virginia, right. that's 548250 right. that I could do a loan with no down payment. Right. With the Blue Water Act, um, they did away with loan limits. So it's really kind of based on what the lender's appetite is. Um, and I think the biggest one that we've done at Caliber is we did a $2.3 million VA loan with no down payment. <laughs> That is incredible. You still have to qualify. I do have to qualify, which makes total sense. But it's incredible because the first time we used our loan and the second time we used our VA loan, the limits were there. And the mm -hmm. second time the limit was there, the house that we wanted was more. So we did need to get an additional 
a second mortgage. I don't even know what that's called. Whatever. I had to get the extra money from somewhere else because yep. I, that was the house that I wanted. We were building it and I wanted it to be right. But by the time we used it the third time for our most expensive house, we're not going to talk about that, but for our <laughs> most expensive house, I wish you could have seen my eyes when our lender said, oh, there's not the limit anymore. You can use your VA loan for the full price of your house if you qualify. You could have picked my jaw up off the floor because I just knew that we were going to have to go through the headache. And that's what it was to have two different mortgages on the one home. It was a super headache and I hated it. And the one small little loan that we had, wouldn't you know it, it was with someone that their website never worked. No one ever picked up the phone. Like it's always going to be a headache. And I was like, that one. if I had an extra, you know, hundred thousand dollars, I would take it and I would pay these people off so that I never had to talk to them again. So being able to use our VA loan and be in this house fully under a VA loan was something that mm -hmm. we did not know had come about. So I'm so glad that you went over that because there's surely there are people that didn't know that like me. <laughs> oh, absolutely. No, they absolutely didn't know. And it is nice, right? Because it isn't your first house. Usually that's your 600, $700, $800,000 home, your first home, your newer active duty, right? You're hundred, you know, 200, 300,000 with inflation these days. Um, your second home, you might be more like the 548, you know, 600 right around there. You get to your third home retirement many, at many, many points, you know, it, it gets up there. So having that ability while, while it's, while it's out there is huge. That's yep. So we do talk a lot about that. Um, and then how entitlement, if you do have entitlement in use, meaning you've got a VA loan that's attached to a property, um, it does impact your, you don't have full entitlement. You've got residual entitlement. And that's when we talk about what it looks like to have two VA loans at the same time. What, what entitlement do you still have based on where you're moving? Okay, that's perfect. I just love it. I think it's wonderful. All right, is there anything else that we did not go over that you think these people need to know? If not, I want to get their I want to get your contact information. I want to make sure that they know how to get in touch with you because you're our gal. Like you are the one that takes care of us. <laughs> but is there anything else that you think we missed? Um, I will save it for next time because I can talk about this stuff all day long. <laughs> okay, no, I know, and I love it so much. I also love that we can zero in on a topic and somebody can press play on this, driving to work one morning, and they're better prepared for retirement. They can yes. press play on their way to lunch with their spouse, get there and say, oh my goodness, hey, did you know that the the limits went away or oh my goodness did you know that before we can buy that house when we get to texas i need to be at my job one day <laughs> so there's so many things <laughs> that, know that i believe this takes care of those little nagging questions again i will ask this again just in case someone missed our last one when someone is looking to buy a home at a new duty station or retire by home, how early is too early to get in touch with you? And I know the answer, but I want everyone else to hear it again. It's never too early. When you know you think you might be moving is the time to have that conversation. Not that it gets, not that you're doing an application that day, but you're starting to put yourself in the best position so that you can do exactly what you want when it is time. 
Absolutely. And just, mm-hmm. I just thought if someone missed the last time we talked, it is so important that they know that because I am someone that doesn't like to bother people. So I would not have bothered you 12 months in advance and 12 months in advance. We need to be talking to you. Otherwise it's going to limit. It could, I'll say that it could limit our choices when it comes time to buy or build or get that forever home or even just that home at the next duty station. And that was one of the things that you taught me very early in our friendship is that it's never too early and that we're not a bother. So if our community wants to not bother you, but get some information, how do they get in touch with you, Michelle? Oh, and I've made this really easy. So they can just zip me a quick email at PCS at caliberhomeloans.com. That, yes, it could not be easy. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, everyone that's listening, if you have any questions for my sweet friend, Michelle, you do not have to be a current client of Caliber. Honestly, you don't even have to use them. I will say when you deal with Michelle, you're going to want to, but please reach out to her. She's a wealth of knowledge. She has been in the space a very long time, and she was brought into Caliber specifically to help our military families. It is what she does every day. It's what lights her up and gives her this beautiful smile on her face. So please reach out to her if you need anything. We will have Michelle back. Hopefully next month, she will say yes to talking to me again. Absolutely. (laughs) Anytime I get to spend with you is such a pleasure. Thank you so much for being here, Michelle. Oh, Ashley, thank you. Always a pleasure. And bye, everybody. Yeah, please do. We've got a couple of podcasts coming to you every month. And if you have something that you would like us to go over, if you've got questions for Michelle or any of the other guests that we have on the, the show, make sure to reach out to the Mill Housing Network. Let us know what you want to hear and we'll get it all queued up for you. Y'all have a great, great day and a super blessed rest of your week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Mill Housing Nation podcast. To connect with Mill Housing Network, visit us online at mil housingnetwork.com.